I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort. So you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Can you put your finger on why your players weren't up for an occasion like this? Nope. No, we just knew that as soon as we turned up that we were going to win that. They can cheer as much as they want. I don't think they'll be cheering tonight. says no as the Huns lose all hope Celtic are one game away from history as a double treble becomes a reality all this and more on the latest episode of 20 Minute Tims Hello and welcome to episode 134 of 20 Minute Tims I am joined by Melly who's back his holidays Hello and Stephen Hi there and what, what do you think we're going to discuss today? <laughs> I wonder I know, I wonder the gloat fest let the gloat fest commence Melly, you were at it? Yes 
Let me just start by saying all is forgiven, Celtic. <laughs> the shocking performances of the past. Oh, you missed two crackers in the oh, podcast yes. last week. Uh, all forgiven because, boy, did they turn up. They turned up and they turned up big. Can I just say, though, before we get in properly, I had an author on last week's podcast. What have you written, Melly? You're, play- <laughs> you're playing for your place here. <laughs> Melly, you were impressed with Celtic, Stephen. Sure was. Uh, I mean, it was... Do you know what? It wasn't amazing from Celtic, but it didn't have to be. It was just, it was like second gear stuff, just totally cruised it. No, from the start, hasn't really happened in some games against them this season. We were on it, we got the yeah. ball from kickoff and we played our game and just kept the ball and everybody just settled into the game and from that, Rangers barely touched the ball. <laughs> it was it was an absolute bullying of the highest order. It, it was like men against boys, they, they had absolutely nothing. Yeah, I mean, I, I go into these games the same way I do every every single time. Slightly worried just because I'm conditioned into worrying about games versus clubs called Rangers over over decades of this. Um, I went in slightly nervous because I thought, right, they're capable of starting well. They they often turn it on very early doors against Celtic. We've got defenders who aren't necessarily the greatest at dealing yes. with that kind of thing. I thought they would turn up with Kenny Miller in the team because he's, he's a nuisance. He's a thorn in Celtic side and has been for a long time. But it didn't get any of that, didn't get any of the, the fast start, didn't get any of the intent trying to get on top of our defenders, nothing whatsoever. Just, um, I mean, they were, we'll get stuff like this out of the way first, but they were absolutely lamentable <laughs> on, on Sunday. That was pathetic from them. As um, Cheese from The Wire once once famously said, shit was unseemly, man. Shit was unseemly, man. <laughs> that That's how bad Rangers were. They were bad. Rangers were so bad, it was laughable. But Celtic turned up yeah. and played like we know they could and they can. And that was great. But it was just, I was like, this is a great start. Let's get an early goal. Bang. Early goal. Early. <laughs> right. We're dominant here. We could do a one before half time. 10 minutes before half. Bang. Now I go. After half time, keep it tight. 10 minutes. Just keep the ball. Bang. Send it off. Penalty. <laughs> everything I wanted. Just, it was just everything I was asking for was just coming. And I was like, give you seven then, but I'll take the four. That was the first time. I, I had to look back and try to find the last time Celtic beat again a club called Rangers. You know, whatever. 4-0. Um, I couldn't find anything from 1960, 1969 was the last 4-0 victory over any Rangers whatsoever. Uh, Scottish Cup final in 1969. So it's quite a rare occurrence. There's been plenty of four-goal margins, especially in the last couple of seasons, but it's been a while since a 4-0. I've, um, I always bet against my own better judgment. Team. Yeah, well, <laughs> against my own team. I do it. It's called an Ian Black. Um, I always, always bet against my own better judgment because I was nervous going into the game. And I yeah. thought, and the reason I was nervous was because I thought, this game has been this game's been low key ever since we beat them at Ibrox. There's not been much talk about this game. It's just mm. sort of crept up. There's been none of the hype and ferocity there was last time. And I thought, you know what, that that might catch Celtic off guard. Mm. Boy, was I wrong. Still didn't stop me betting four nil, five nil, five one, and obviously I, I got my four nil up. Uh, I have a theory. Rangers started to believe their own hype a couple of weeks ago. Mm. They were cheering when they <laughs> drew us in a, in, in, in this round of the cup. When we beat them at Ibrox, and I, I, I think I said it on this podcast, but we, we killed their spirit. We, killed, we, we we crushed any confidence they had. That team, that Rangers team, is a team utterly bereft of confidence. They're falling apart at the seams, mainly. They're arguing each other. They're scrapping in the tunnel. Halliday's calling the manager a fucking ball bag. It's all kicking off. Everything Halliday says true, but... <laughs> <laughs> that guy got thrown in out of nowhere. Absolutely nowhere. Like, 
I was like, why is Halliday starting? He just got thrown in into a midfield against Brown and Cham. I'd also, that was another one that, uh, no worries about Brown and Cham playing together again because they absolutely squished it. it. But that's just a Rangers team. It was just all the Brits and Morelos <laughs> and Candias. It's just get them all in. They know the fight. They know the passion. That's not going to win you these games. No, it's not. Did you see Lee McCulloch's tweet after it? Yeah, yeah. It's, it's something about something. Some it, all these tweets are the same. Yeah, it's bingo, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's something something dig something something leaders passion. in the park something something showing them too much respect something something Walter Smith into steady the ship. Yeah, all the, truth. Yeah, all <laughs> these things follow. When are they going to realise right that? None of this is going to beat Celtic. Do you want to go toe-to-toe and have a physical game? As you've pointed out numerous times this podcast, Melly, Celtic can do that. Yeah. To beat Celtic, you need quality players. You need to be organised. You need to have tactics. You need to have a manager that's not been dragged up from the under-20s on 800 quid a week. You have to have players that actually want to play for the jersey. Rangers think that there's some mythical, special ingredient that they can they can just apply called dig or aggression staunchness staunchness is going to win staunchness doesn't win the league no it doesn't look at every single team Motherwell whoever tries this in amongst Celtic physical how many games have they lost under Brendan Rodgers two games and can it I doesn't say, work that's a good example because Motherwell are better at the physical stuff than Rangers are yeah. so if they if Motherwell aren't capable of it what makes Rangers think they're going to fare any better don't I focus on Rangers because well, they were shocking but Celtic were really good from the off there was a couple of players that stood out so much for me I was actually at the end struggling for a man of the match I couldn't pick between three or four of them they were absolutely brilliant the big game players turned up for the big game few players I don't want to be down but they could have done better but it didn't really matter in the end it was no. 4-0 but when the big players showed up they showed up and Dembele, McGregor, Cham and Brown were absolutely brilliant that, that's one thing that sort of encapsulates this Celtic team Stephen is they do or they can turn up for these big games when it, when it comes to there seems to be a switch in their head yeah. you know they go Okay, this is us. You, you, this, this is the Celtic you were cheering for. This is the, this is the Celtic you wanted. Here it is definitely, and it's been as much as it's been a good thing in these games. It's been a source of frustration this season because I'm sure we'll come on to it. We're about to play Hibs in, in the next game. You wouldn't be in the least bit surprised to see them go out there and draw one each or something like that. That's been the source of a wee bit of frustration this season, and that they're only turning up in these these big games but cannot fault them in these these one-off games especially cup games I mean they've just they haven't put a foot wrong in a single cup game under Brendan Rodgers no they haven't and again wasn't disagreeing with the lineup, but I thought McGregor had to start yeah. because his performances recently he had to be put in there Sinclair I thought was decent against Hamilton but it's against 10 men so maybe you could say fair enough drop out because against 10 men you didn't create much more than the goal but the lineup, it was steady, it was safe, and it done the job. The players knew exactly what they're doing. They couldn't handle Rogic and they couldn't handle McGregor and Dembele. It was like an 80, 18 year old playing against eleven year olds up there. He ran the two <laughs> centre half ragged. Then the other one came on. They ran them ragged. It was brilliant to watch. The MD that says Griffith should be in before Dembele. Well, that's Dembele. That's another big game how many goals is that against Rangers seven goals and five assists he's scored more against Rangers than Rangers have scored against us seven goals and five assists in the ten games or something he's played against Rangers if that it's incredible yeah I may have been tempted to go for Griffiths after his impact in the Hamilton game because he he, he always scores Griffiths that's the thing you can't can't fault he scores all the time but 
just tried and tested in these games. Moussa Dembele just does it every every single time. It was yet again. It was like the complete strikers' performance from him. It was. He took them. He took them apart. And again, it wasn't just Celtics. They played their normal game. They got the ball down, but they played it in between the centre half and the fullbacks every time. And Dembele. And even one of the first goals, a, a ball down, a great control. Great control. And the defenders don't know what to do. The two fullbacks are pushed up, the centre halves are miles apart from each other. It was just a top performance from a top striker. I mean they were you're talking about the, the gaps in Rangers, but they were an absolute mess tactically. <laughs> I don't I don't know what, what it was. Brendan Rogers spoke a little bit about after the game about how they tried to close down the midfield, but I mean does that work against Celtic? Do they do they ever take a grip of the midfield? And even if they do, theoretically, they didn't even try and close in the midfield because Brown, Scott Brown operated in so much space from the yeah, first yeah. minute. Was that why they brought Andy Halliday? Did they think yeah. right? We'll get Andy Halliday on heel. But they sat flat though. They sat in a flat midfield and huh? just stood off them the entire thing. And you know, look, there's been a there's been a huge post mortem after this game on what Rangers what went wrong for Rangers, right? No much because. This is Rangers. Well, I know we've still got one game against them, but I, I'm going to just say this. I'm sick to death of this talk about Rangers' journey, about how, oh, well, it doesn't count because it was Warburton. doesn't count because it was Pedro. doesn't count because it's, it's Murray and he's only done the... This is Rangers. This is, there's no more free rides. This is the Rangers team. You don't... Uh, in the journey, they finished a year behind where they should. They should yep. have came up every year, so this should be their third season in the league. It should be them challenging. But that's the best bit about this game. It made Celtic look as the team we know they can play they came and played their game and it made Rangers look like the team me, you and Stephen all think they are mm. they're no good that's maybe why we're a wee bit disappointed in Celtic because it didn't make Rangers look as bad but it just shows in that game at Ibrox we were the masters of our own downfall they were, the two goals we conceded were our fault yeah. and now when we take that away what have they got? And, and, Absolutely and nothing And they seem to get credited with oh, are they getting a wee, they're getting a wee bit closer there was a great tweet put out by a, a great account it was a, at VLR so I can't credit this as my own in Rangers seven in a row season in the 90s Celtic won at Ibrox drew at Ibrox humped them at Celtic Park won the Scottish Cup and lost the League Cup final on penalties in our seven in a row season they are dropping 25 points at home cheering cup draws and falling further behind <laughs> us <laughs> like, a- th- there is any notion that anyone's got that Rangers are some sort of sleeping giant they're not now things can change quickly in football because look back a couple of years when we last played them under Ronnie Dial and they got through the through against us in the semi-final yeah. but they're, they're miles away they're rotten I, they're, they're a nothing team Rangers are a nothing team too much as well is made of the fact that Graham Murty is a so-called under-20s coach he's not an under-20s coach he's, you have appointed him as yes. the manager yeah, yeah. there's nothing wrong with being a former under-20s coach Pep Guardiola was a reserve Neil coach Lennon. at one point yeah exactly so it's, it's to do with whether the person you have appointed can do the job or not and he mm-hmm. clearly can't so stop focusing on this this notion that oh, bye, but we've got a fake manager no, well, no, no, one, no one forced you to appoint this guy this retroactive stuff about oh well Mark Warburton he was a disaster eh? no, one you, no one you hired him no, he, he, no, he was a he was a good manager at Brentford. Then you took him and on and ruined again. Flinging loaves of bread everywhere. When you <laughs> I know, loaves of bread, and I need them. <laughs> <laughs> I can't remember the the right figures here, but there was a sports sounds had a wee statistic after the game that said it was like thirty nine percent in Rangers half in Rangers third in the midfield was fifty something, yeah. and in Celtics at it in Celtics defence two percent. That's right. I saw it on Sky. Yeah. <laughs> It's quite incredible. Let's yeah. let's run through the squads. First of all, Rangers squad because you know that's more hilarious. <laughs> um, 
That defence, was it McCrory? Yeah, what's the story, Ross McCrory? What's the story, Ross McCrory? Bullied, I felt sorry for him. Seeing, seeing him and Dembele up against that was like a Brazzers video. <laughs> I was really, I was really, really disappointed in him. Um, like you say, Candias, I'd be very surprised if he's got a career left after that game. That, Rotten. That was shocking. And, and he, he's another one, much like Halliday, hilariously, he just stormed off and went up the tunnel without saying a yeah. word to anyone. I mean, He's he's clearly chucked it. I'd be surprised if he if he plays again for Rangers after that. To be honest, and, and all this is great to see, incidentally. Yeah, oh, brilliant. And and him, we'll come on to this stuff later as well. But him for one of the goals, his is it the second one. Yeah, his oh. closing down of Kieran Tierney summed up their entire day. He just just meekly sort of swung a leg at him and, and let him pass him, and he could have been taken off long before he was. To be honest, he could have subbed any one of their team. Yeah. Like Holt came on, and I must have missed it. I I want to know see the team who's got the best transfer policy in the world unearthing James getting older guys putting some life into them bringing through young players the direct opposite of that is what Rangers do Hmm. Rangers sign guys who you see them and you go could be a decent sign in there rotten Russell Martin absolutely terrible Jamie Murphy you thought he'll do a job Hmm. terrible again Alves Whatever you say for Alves, he must have had some sort of pedigree. Oh, absolutely! Bef- before he joined Rangers, yeah. absolutely not interested. He's a shite bag. He went down injured again. Again, I fully expected him to go yeah. off again. Like, same calf injury again. The guy's not interested in playing. You're not putting a Portuguese international on when you're getting pummeled four 0 and expecting him to go. Hi, mm. cool. Well, he's another one, much like Joey Barton. We spoke a wee bit about this recently with Joey Barton, and that he must have come up here. And given what he's used to, he must have taken one look around Ibrox and and uh, Ocken Howie and all that. And yeah. like, what am I doing here? How have I managed, yeah, yeah, of course, Murray Park. How have I ended up here? This guy is a current international European champion, after all, Bruno Alves, and he's turned up and he's playing with guys like Morelos and and Andy Halliday. He must be. It must be a shell shock. He must. Be, he must want out. Let's oh, face yeah. it. Well, I mean, is he still living in the Premier? Yeah, he might be. Dorans oh. is another one. Mm. Was he playing? Did he show he Graham Dorans did not get within about six feet of Scott Brown that entire game. They did when Scott Brown got a laugh in his face. Yes. That was about it. <laughs> that was a shocking tackle by the way. Absolutely. A few, was. Uh, shockers, Madden let them off with then he booked Lust was it Lustig he booked and then went straight over to the left hand side and he didn't book the Rangers player. I can't remember who it was. Uh, but I actually thought I actually thought Brother Madden had a decent game to be to, to be fair. Bobby Madden's Fenian Army to penalties, <laughs> brilliant. <laughs> Dorrance was booked for a wild lunge at McGregor just one of these kind yes. of pathetic yeah. quote unquote professional fouls but he, again he didn't, didn't get, get near him, him. No, he didn't even and he got booked for it yeah. which was great what which was, was great it for him? him that took out Scott Brown but and he never got booked for it is that what it was I can't remember that specific incident he did something to Brown and then from the TV he was kind of laughing in Brown's face sticking his tongue out and all that Aye. kind of thing I mean yeah. he's, he's just trying to be a, a shite Scott Brown Aye, basically, he's yeah. trying to be a shite Scott so Brown so what I actually kind of perversely enjoy it when players turn up and they at least act like they're not scared of Scott Brown yeah. at least at least try it that that boy Thistle I can't remember his name I think he's Australian but he looks Spanish oh, he, yes he, he looks like he carries guns around in a Spanish guitar case <laughs> that, that kind of look about him he at least at least relishes the challenge with yeah. Scott Brown nowhere near on the same planet as him as a player but he gets stuck in so you know why not Dorans but but he singly failed to, to make any kind of impact on the game and again another one you see him think decent signing absolute turkey mids now we can get onto the serious business of, of talking about the champions champions elect the not, champion, not confirmed no, yeah. no the champions jinx it no well there is the, yeah, there is the possibility we could win 
the, the league against Rangers if we were to drop points against Hibs but we'll come to that yeah we'd finally have our fixtures yeah we had finally have our fixtures because yeah, the whole world you know <laughs> society Scottish society they've been running battles in the streets if Celtic and Rangers played each other do you know what may as well bring it up now you have your answer there right? Rangers just lost 4-0 huh? in a semi-final and did nothing they just left know. they just upped and left there was did no you, riots there was no nothing did you hear that that Les Grey guy on the radio yeah that is a man that has I don't know if you heard it Millie, if you were on holiday the Les Grey was Oh, the former retired yeah. yeah. police. He's quite high up. And yeah. if his opinion is indicative of what the, the police's opinion is, then the game's get no chance. He was asked at one point, "Would you go into Would you go into Glasgow City Centre on the day of an old firm? No, I wouldn't leave my house. What? What year is he living in? I, I have no. Uh, well, I don't know. The language he was using was bordering on hysterical. It was bordering on hysterical. I, mean, I, I understand. Right? I understand that some people's point of view on this because see, he was arguing with Michael Stewart, and I think it was a Daryl Broadfoot maybe. Yeah, yeah, some, yeah. Realistically, if someone gets slashed in a pub in Glasgow, Michael Stewart's not going to have to go and deal with it, right? Yeah. I, so I understand people's concerns, but to say you wouldn't leave the house is. Well, well over the score. I guarantee you, more people get slashed in Glasgow pubs over puggies than yeah, they do right. over old firm games. Yeah, this talk, I mean, this guy not so long ago was talking about cancelling the old firm game because it was it was too risky to, for Scottish society. What trouble has there been? There was one game where McCoist and Lennon argued. Shame game, apparently. Yeah. There was one game where Hugh Dallas got scalped with a coin. That was pretty bad. And then there was a game... But that was nearly 20 years ago, Exactly, and then the game where they banned the bevy after. Huh. That was before I was born. But this is, what, one, two incidents in 40 years? Aye, all... And it was over 20 years ago. And, and, it's, and it's, it's all nonsense. Stuff. And they were like, well, rugby, you know, rugby fans can have a pint in the game. He goes, well, there's a difference between rugby fans and football fans. What he means is rugby fans mostly aren't working class. Yeah. And that's just indicative of the police attitude to that as well. Just another thing on this. Rangers v Hibs, how long ago? Running, yeah, both of them going tonto on the pitch with each other. Ze- nothing happened. It's just because the old firm magnifies these things. Anyway, back to the match at Hamden. Celtic v Rangers. Let's talk about how good Celtic were. Craig Gordon, two magnificent saves. Back in, no problem for Craig. Absolutely baby. not. Again, here we are talking about Craig Gordon having pulled out at least one. One, one was excellent. One was an amazing save, and the other one was a kind of standard tip, tip over the bar. That would I would expect him to make those saves, but. Morelos, once again, <laughs> missed, missed a sitter right out at Craig Gordon was actually sitting down. Do you know what? That was worse than his miss at Ibrox because you can make the argument that that ball fell to him and he just snatched at it and it hit the post and Bain gathered it. But he had all the time in the world. Craig <laughs> yes. Brown. Craig Brown. Craig Gordon. Craig is, Brown. You know, I was going to miss it. But Craig Gordon is already fully seated and he can pick any spot in the goal and he completely missed it. But Craig Gordon, that save from Morelos's header which was a, a cracking header to be fair to him that was amazing he got up over Boyata and Lustig I think it was and got a cracking header in there but Craig Gordon is becoming the Andy Gorham to Morelos's crap Van Hoydon <laughs> like just, you know, just won't won't let him score into my door the only wee couple of negatives I have is I thought at the start of defence I get caught a couple mm. of times but He's playing the left hand side of a centre half. He's what eighteen, nineteen. Yeah, he wasn't comfortable. It's going to happen. He's just he dives in a bit too much, and I thought again, he was all right, Lustig, but he got caught again, and it was really, really stupid, and he got booked for it, and then he nearly scored the OG. But it would have been the greatest that, own goal ever. Oh, it's now it's now, he's, it's uh, now uh, a customary booking for him to. Make a mistake, miscontrol the ball, yeah. and have to pull the guy back and get a booking. Great ball for the first goal. 
Oh yeah, oh, yeah, lovely. and it it was actually identical to the ball we played for Dembele for McGregor's goal in the same fixture last year. Yeah. The same the goal. Honestly, what's what's the video? The goal is identical. The only difference is the extra step with Forrest, whereas the Dembele's ball went straight to McGregor. It was just inside. Yeah, it, it was just it, that. That was all. The, it was. The exact that can't be a coincidence. That must be something they've identified. Oh, because the, the defence don't have a clue. They just yeah, they let the fullback go yeah. on, and then they drag Dembele drags the centre half across, and it works every time. But again, it's another. We've just touched on that's another issue. That Rangers goal there is not going to be solved by leadership or dig or aggression or staunchness. It's going to be solved that's, by tactics. Right. But again, remember the five the first five one game last time. Let the left centre half have the ball. Plays it out, Beaton snatches it, the fullbacks miles up the pitch, puts Dembele through goal. Brendan Rogers sees these weaknesses, sees weakness, and he pounces on it. He sees <laughs> these things. <laughs> Marty showed weakness, he pounced. Looks like himself, I mean, yeah, it, uh, that was a, a cracking ball for that goal, but he, he's so. Watching him, I'm getting uncomfortable watching him. He's like, he's like, see if he had a robot at right back playing that performance you would think do you know what that's really realistic but the technology isn't quite there yet it doesn't move like <laughs> it's, it's almost there he's, he's like the, the tin man and he's becoming a bit of a sort of 90s style fullback hoof merchant he just turns looks up the line and bends it down to absolutely no one I've um, never seen a player more one footed like he turns mm-hmm. his full body all the way around just yeah, to yeah. play it with his right foot instead of a left foot pass but we don't want to get on the negatives the only other thing I was see that chance James Forrest had See if that's against any other team, he buries that. <laughs> he's just got this wee thing in his head that he's not scored against Rangers yet. I was desperate for him to score. He was okay. I thought he was okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was bad by any means. He had the nice pass for Rogic's goal. Other than that, just there. KT absolutely won that left hand side. One of his best, better performances this season. I roasted Candias for the second goal. He was up and down. He had the freedom of the pitch, Candias. He's meant to have a good delivery. Didn't really see it to be honest, and Tierney up and down by the full, uh, down to the byline. Brilliant. It was sort of touched on Brown and Cham, and Cham again, just another big game player. Yeah, and just cigars out, man. It was absolutely another brilliant. serious contender for man of the match. The ball he put forward for Dembele in the opening minutes, and Dembele hit the post. Yeah. was was perfect, and he's grown and grown into this this team. I keep saying it, but he's he's just he's going to go down as a, an absolutely great Celtic midfielder if he if he stays around for a while. It's just two players in there that just constantly want the ball, constantly are available and constantly are in space. Rangers had three guys in there and they couldn't get near them. They just got the ball, moved it on. The guy's so young, but he will take the ball anywhere. He will shield it off, move it on, get into space. It was absolute joy to watch. And Scott Brown, it's as if he just teleports himself to the right position, gets the ball, moves it on and just... It doesn't even like tackle. He's just mm-hmm. there, plays it, and just swaggers what, away. What I love for what Scott Brown does, and he does it quite a lot, is he'll get the ball right, and he'll let a Rangers player close him down, and then he just uses his body to turn them as if just to taunt them a wee bit to make them think they're getting close. Scott Brown has an uncanny ability to set the tone for the entire game with Aye. one tackle or one block or one interception, whatever it is. It just you can feel the crowd, feel the crowd getting excited by it. All it takes is a tackle from Scott Brown, be it on Dorans or one of these diddies in midfields. <laughs> it, it doesn't matter. He he stamps his authority on the game immediately, and and that's it. Rogic mm. I thought he was qu- Quiet thought he was, start But uh, then bang I thought he was quiet Aside for the goal Steps up Gets his goal You can't but, really argue with But 
you want them to dominate games, but just in there, like Celtic were dominant. We just had the ball midfield all the time, so maybe there wasn't that space in there mm. for him. And with McGregor moving inside, but him McGregor, it, I thought he worked really hard, Rogic, but just some things didn't come off. But he got his goal smashing. Finish. Should have had another one probably Should've immediately been. after he did a quite a tame right-footed finish. Actually, the first two goals were scored by by two guys with a weaker foot. Rogic scored with his his right foot for a change. But yeah, I, I, Rogers after the game said that. Rogic didn't have, have the greatest of starts of the game before he scored the other and I kind of agree with that it wasn't wasn't necessarily the greatest but once again yeah you can't fault he's now scoring in these games constantly against, against he's Rangers he's scored every game he's played this season yeah that's right hasn't he? Uh, McGregor outstanding um, absolutely brilliant. great finish playing his third position in as many games mm-hmm. I think no, I think that's that's, pl- yeah, played back basically yeah, <laughs> left, left back left wing right wing whatever he's, he's, he's a new Charlie Mulgrew yeah, he's, don't tarn him. <laughs> he's becoming. This might sound like a, a stupid comparison and an insulting comparison, but he's actually turned into Celtic's sort of James Milner figure that he can just yeah, play absolutely yeah. everywhere, and he'll give you a seven, eight out of ten performance, no matter what he's he's, he's asked to do. It's not like just put him in there; he'll do a job. He does a very good job. Yeah. He's, I didn't like him to start with, but he has completely won me round. I want him in the team now, and. Um, like he's one of our better players right now he's an absolute must pick for these games for all big games and, and why not just all games in general do you know what he's everyone's like 15th favourite Celtic player yeah. no one ever thinks see when everyone's making up their dream team like, what's your, your ideal lineup for such and such a game McGregor's never in it for anyone until it comes to games like this and people put him in because the reason is well Rogers likes him in these games it's never I want Callum McGregor in there yeah. and um, allow me to be terribly, terribly controversial. Go for right, it. Right. Go for I, it. I hope everyone listening to this is sitting down for this. Cal McGregor has been better than James Forrest this season. Allow me to, to, to back oh, that up. That's a tough one, Melly. You're making a uh, face. I'd have to agree. Goals um, in the Champions League. Cal McGregor won, James Forrest zero. Okay. Goals in the Europa League against Zenit. Again, McGregor. Mm-hmm. Forrest has got more goals this season. He's got 16. McGregor's 10 but everyone says that Forrest is up for player of the year because he scored a lot more goals than he normally does goals against the top 6 Forrest 1 against Mm -hmm. Kilmarnock McGregor 5 he's the only only Celtic player this season to have scored in 5 different competitions yeah he plays every position on on the pitch James Forrest can't do that either so the defence rests. I would, you know what? I'm not. I'm not even going to. I'm not even going to argue with you because over the last couple of weeks, especially, we McGunk's always been like a, a favourite of this podcast. He's yeah. like a wee scruffy dog. You know what I mean? Like he's <laughs> not like a good like prized possession dog. He's like a wee scruffy one you get for the dog cat home and you look after it and it loves you and that. And and that's how I feel about we McGunk on this podcast. He's we gave him a clean bill of health. We cleaned the slate on Gal McGregor yeah. last season. And especially was it before that was it not? Was it before was it that? Ronnie's yeah, he was one of the better players. And and before before you know it, this season he's he's just blossomed into a, a terrific wee player for us. He's even going back to Ronnie's area. He was scoring against Ajax, I think it yeah. was. He's, yeah. he's always turning up for the for the big games. I think he, he's one of the he's most leggy and he scored the yeah, European games right. when he first came. He's just that guy that if you have a big game, like you can have your best eleven, as you said, but. When it comes to these games, you you get him in because you know what you're going to get. The guy isn't scared to take the ball on. He will hold hold on to the ball. He will keep the ball. Everything you want in these games. Players lose their shit in these games. He doesn't. And when he scored, he goes right over to them and shouts, come on, in their faces. I mean, the guys, Rogers has said it before, 
he's tactically brilliant because no matter where you put, put him, he does a job and they couldn't handle him over there because he was coming inside and leaving the space for Tierney to bomb on. He'd done it absolutely brilliant and he gave a better performance than I think Scott Sinclair would have. Mm. And even when he played left-back recently, he played left-back for a few games when Tierney was out, he was the one that was stitching everything together down that left-hand side with Armstrong and with Sinclair. He was making their, their games better for, could for he, him Could he start to see Armstrong even make the bench in this one? He calf injury, I think. Oh, no, was it was a recovery yeah. injury. And then uh, Dembele. What season of this podcast are we on, Liz? Is it three or four? Three? This is about third. Yeah. Third season. I don't think I've wheeled this out this season, but... I think you've had the goat boat out already. <laughs> I don't think so. All aboard the goat boat, that was a that was a performance of a player high on confidence, leagues ahead of anyone else in that opposition side. The penalty. He's giving away penalties for he's like ah it's cool and champ you have this one it was <laughs> like know, what was that just just just, uh, his mate. Yeah. just piss taken well see, his mate. he's like I you have a goal against this lot I wonder if it was anything to do with the the quality of the balls that Encham was giving Dembele Maybe. throughout the game yeah. he was he was playing him through was, I think he played him through for the incident that led to the penalty mm-hmm. he played him through for the chance at the post maybe it was something to do it maybe it was a wee a wee thank you but the penalty oh I mean even that penalty hit the hit the back of the net. From Dembele, I stood up. I watched it at home. Unfortunately, I couldn't get a ticket. But I just I stood up out of the sofa, and it was. Just, it wasn't like a kind of yes. It was a mm. no danger. <laughs> no danger. We're ripping the piss <laughs> out of that lot. Uh, <laughs> see that that Penenka penalty. Who is Penenka? Forget Penenka. Mm. That's that's the Dembele. That's the Dembele. Do I hear any of Penenka part? The penalty was absolutely smashing. Hilarious It's the way he won it as well He knows to cut across the defender He knows exactly what he's doing He bullied these guys And I think when Chris McQueer said last week About we're number one So why try harder I think that's Dembele I think he's just a big game player If you could motivate him to play every week I think it'd just be too easy for him But see when it's this game He just silences the doubters Every single time Won every header Held up the ball Brought players into play when he had to go in, put be put in behind. He's got the pace, he's got the power. I mean, fifty minutes and you've just got a guy sent off and won a penalty and Penenka it. What more do you want? Uh, well, let me ask you this then. Don't let me put a wee bit of a, a negative slant on this. Are you happy that the Celtic players just pick and choose when they turn up? No, I'm not. But see, for the crap performances, how bad I feel at the crap performances. Mm. The elation yesterday was so much higher than the. Like, so oh, you're, you're quite happy to put up with Dundee Hamilton? I'm not happy to put up with it, but that was worth the last three games. Was it? Yeah. So there's like, a, there's like a check thing here, Stephen. There's like a check and a balance. So the, the high of pumping the Huns is worth how many games of disappointment to you? Any advance in three? <laughs> I, I don't know. I actually hadn't really considered it as a sort of sort of currency. Aye. I sort of trade off. Uh, it's funny because I don't, I don't like to excuse blacklisted performances they, they do happen obviously we do but the, the position we're in as a podcast we have to look at these these sort of slightly disappointing games but yes it is, it is worth it just depending on the manner of the victory over over the Huns it, it really is worth you know taking a wee bit of and as as I started talking about last week about how you know we have put up with a few a few Roby performances this this year, but it's because the treble's coming, and if you win the treble, then all that gets forgotten, mm. and you start again next season. On the penalty itself, there was a lot of chat after the game about how you know the foul started outside the box, but you know that doesn't really matter because the significant part of the foul was inside the box. I mean, where where do you draw the line with it started outside the box? <laughs> See if I'm marking Kieran Tierney. And he runs fifty yards away from me, gets into the box, and gets filled, and 
up the other end. Can I go to the ref and say, by the way, I pulled his jersey about five minutes yeah. ago. <laughs> so technically it started outside the box. It was uh, just in front of me where the incident happened and I thought, Madden's going to book him for diving. <laughs> I uh, thought he was getting yeah. booked for diving. Uh, he, yeah. did, he didn't point to the spot straight away, came over and I thought... I went for his card first. Uh, yeah, I, I thought, he's going to book him for diving. But then I thought, oh, he's going to give him a yellow. But he can't give him a yellow because the, the rule is... It's a yellow if you attempt to get the ball. Right. There was absolutely no attempt no. to get the ball there. He just took the belly out. And what's the story? Was <laughs> uh... <laughs> yeah, that's the question Marty would have been asking as he as he went off. Um, oh, we've missed out. Holiday going off. That was abs. That was one of the highlights. Singing his name. I am He must have been mortified. You know what though? I thought that was harsh. Could have waited till half time. Could have waited that. You didn't have to humiliate the guy like that. Could have, but what if Celtic had scored again? A lot can happen in five minutes. Between I, know. The, I mean, the, the manager's got to make big decisions and, and see. Can't take what, a manager. Yeah, the, the fake under 20s manager <laughs> has, has got to make decisions as and when they need made. If You can't say, well, you should have just waited five minutes and left that dud yeah, on. Yeah, well, that's a bit of a. That is a bone of contention for the Rangers fans because obviously at times like this, I go and follow, follow and just. <laughs> just we de- Just devour <laughs> the tears. <laughs> Um, and you know there's guys like what's he doing at holiday what's he doing that for and there's other guys going well we're slaughtering the guy for not making decisions then he makes yeah, the right decision it, and he's it, still getting slaughtered exactly Celtic could have scored again easily in five minutes in the, the time it took you had to make a change it doesn't matter about sparing somebody's feelings unfortunately especially when it's a guy who isn't a particularly valued player apart from him being a, a mad hun seen the last five games against Celtic mm-hmm. there's been one two three four red cards yeah, to the opposition that's, that's, uh, pretty frequent recently nothing to do with Scott Brown this time no absolutely nothing, to do with, absolutely nothing to do with Scott Brown so we progress Rangers drop out I'm putting this on record Rangers are not going to finish second uh, are you confident Aberdeen can do it no I'm, I think Hibs might because Aberdeen are uh, but then you have to, as well. have to look at it that Hibs will probably need to pick up something against us this mm. weekend then aye that would that a wee would point be. each and then a wee point just, <laughs> just dummy up the points and then uh. well Hibs have been doing well I mean Hibs uh, they're on a good run I think they're undefeated since January yeah. and the Celtic were the last team to beat them so they are they are doing well and they've got everything to play for there's every chance they could finish second this season so Hibs up for it John McGinn tends to turn it on against Celtic because he's desperate to get that move <laughs> Aye, the £10 million man £5 million is it the £5 million £10 million, said he's 10 million. but um, players well, a lot to prove Dylan McGeer always plays well against Celtic as well they do have a lot to uh, guys that can hurt us because like the left hand side is it Boyle and Ollie Shaw they bring hmm. on that's what they're going to target they're going to target Lustig aren't they because yeah, yeah. he didn't look great again didn't have to do much at the weekend there but he got through the game but against somebody with pace well Brandon Barker was their, their weapon Barker, for that yeah but he's I think he's injured I, think he's a, I mean they're only, three, they're only three points behind Rangers yeah. and, and you've got you've got to assume that Rangers are probably going to drop points against us you know, yeah. and Kilmarnock could probably uh, beat them because they always do. And Hibs will could they'll beat Aberdeen because Aberdeen, yeah, always do. And, and Rangers could feasibly. Now, Celtic's fixtures, as you said, they came out. We're, we're playing Hibernian mm-hmm. away. We've got Rangers at home, Hearts away, Kilmarnock at home, Aberdeen at home. Which of those games are we going to win the title? Uh, I think Hibs. It's going to be a. That's it. It's one game away from winning it. It'd be lovely to beat the Huns to win it but it'd be lovely to play them gloating that we've mm. won again and this is just a can't offer Did us. we get a guard of honour off of them? Oh. We should. Yeah. It's yeah. All, they're all about dignity that lot so you Jimmy know. Jimmy Bell will organise it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, oh. I saw some patter 
Uh, in fact, I may have actually been Derek Johnson on Clyde One yesterday saying Murray should go and they should give it to Jimmy Nickel to the end of the season. So that would make Jimmy Nickel the caretaker, caretaker, <laughs> caretaker manager. Um, See, on the fixture thing itself, right? Somebody will maybe be able to correct me and or tell me, explain to me why they don't do it. But could they not just announce all this stuff in advance? And I know they don't know who's going to finish in the top six. What I mean is they they do all the fixtures as normal, leave the split after that, and just have it already planned. Like one yeah. plays four on this weekend, six plays two at home. Could they not just it's do too that? Too much faffing. Yeah, I mean, There's far too much faffing. They caused all the all the furore against yeah. that. If everyone knew from the start of the season, because see if you knew in advance, right? Three plays one on this weekend at home. Then you're playing to get into third, so you've got that extra yeah. home. Why can't they do that? Do you know that? what else? Do you know what else? Because the the stupid way they do it, the home games and away games. So if third plays first, that could mean Rangers get oh, an extra home yeah. game, uh, yeah. which they did, I think. But it could mean that. But I, I see your logic. It doesn't make sense yeah. anymore. It's I quite enjoy the split. I, I like the split, but this, it doesn't work because somebody's getting shafted. Two do you know would make the split shafted. super exciting for me? Honestly, do you know what would do you know what would Don't say putting it at zero points. Zero the points after the split, <laughs> like the like Americans do. You, the whole season, the objective is to get into the playoff. They'll the whole season it. is to get as many points as you can to no. see how good you are, not how good you are. Imagine those fra- imagine those frantic last six games. Anyone can win it. Anyone can finish the season. Would win the league then? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, probably would. We probably do it. And just another thing on this Celtic Rangers league decider. I don't even think the police have a say. You just announce the fixture and go here. Police that. Well, the, th- the thing is, as well, it's them that cause all this hassle with it as well by, by making this big deal of it. Yeah. Oh, we'll go, we'll get the split. Again, if we're going to have the split, and I, I think it's all right as well, right? I think it's faintly ridiculous that teams finishing seventh and eighth can finish on more points than maybe like fourth or fifth or whatever, but that's, that's by the by. If you're going to have it, then you can't make this fuss about the fixtures every year. You can't do that. No. You can't. It, it's silly. There's and only one or two positions that can yeah. go. So have it already. Apart from this yeah. happens or that, happens. and it's them. It's the the authorities themselves that ramp up this. If they just did it, if they just yeah. did it and announced it. Everyone would be fine with it. But they they're the ones who drag it on and on for weeks and weeks and weeks. Oh no, there's going to be all oh, this trouble. There's going to be. Oh, we can't announce it. it. Yeah, it, it was just it's ridiculous this year. Incidentally, I don't think that. I'm not sure that will happen this year. I think there's is that. I think there's like quite a lot of points between. As, oh yeah, yeah there there's, is there's quite a Mother, distance between Motherwell between and Motherwell. Are, Opponents in the final, obviously. That's the yeah. second. Do you know what? Motherwell have had a pretty good season, all things considered, because they've been in both finals. We gave Aberdeen credit for that last season. Now, the Motherwell haven't finished in the top six, but see, when you actually look at the top six, the top six is pretty much where it should be. The only anomaly in there is Kilmarnock, and we all know about their yeah. the season they've had. Motherwell didn't really have a realistic chance of breaking into that this season. So to finish seventh and lose their best player and get to both finals is, is pretty good How going. How's Sweet Nadir doing? Eh, alright. He's not doing as good as Curtis Main, but that's what you talk about. That's recruitment, isn't it? Yeah, oh, that's recruitment. Your best player, bringing a nice wee sum for him, even though he's going out of contract, and bringing a guy who potentially looks better than him already. Yeah, he as well. Looks a, a decent enough player. Signed his, I think he's, he signed a new contract last week. I think that's his third new Motherwell contract since he right? joined them or is at least his second since the summer new Ivory Coast call up yeah um, Kipre, but yeah I mean, I mean the, yeah I mean we'd be we'd be raving about it if Kouassi had, had gotten a, an international cap by now and to be fair to Kipre, he's he's been called up there I don't think they've got quite the same level of players they once did Ivory Coast I mean, evidently they don't have their, their Drogba and mm-hmm. Toure's and Zakora and all that mob anymore but it must still be a fairly decent team do you think they'll give us a game Melly, in the final that's what I was just about to say I would, between the two teams 
wouldn't say fear, but the one I'd least like to play would be Motherwell. Just because yeah, they're tough. I think they'd give us a harder game. We all know McInnes will cake the bed at some point. <laughs> yeah. But uh, the Motherwell team, they'll be up for the battle. They'll have a plan. The manager seems to know what he's doing. I still think we should have plenty in the tank to beat them. But out of the two teams, I'd much rather play Aberdeen. Yeah, Motherwell are a much more difficult proposition than Aberdeen are this season. Aberdeen have fallen off a, a bit of a cliff this season, to be, to be perfectly honest. They're not anywhere near as good as they were last season. Fairly inconsistent. Motherwell had made a decent stab of it in the, the Betfred Cup final. And we're, you know, get the, the token sending off by Kipri, who he's good for it every single time against Celtic now. As we touched on, upon a wee bit earlier, big physical team, not afraid to get, get in about it, as it were. But that, that doesn't affect Celtic. That's not going to, that's not going to work. No, no, I'm but always. decent players in there as yeah. well. They've had some decent results or decent performances against Celtic as well. For him to beat us, Melly, it needs to be an off day. Motherwell is capable of a smash and grab as pretty much anyone, really. Yeah, they are decent enough team and when we look at it we're hopeful we'll win the league this weekend then we've got the Rangers game and the, the next three games are pretty much meaningless to us like it's hard keeping that eye of the tiger once you've done everything mm. we've done it last year because eye of the tiger eye of the tiger <laughs> we could uh, we had something to fight for last year the unbeaten record uh, the clean sweep but this year maybe like to see a few players in, in and out and then you've got what, two or three weeks to the Motherwell game, so it'll be hard to keep everybody. Get the league one against Hibs, put out an absolute shadow team against Rangers. <laughs> put out the under 20s. But he might beat us in. That's about his level. Okay. Right, seeing as it's um, a special occasion with the Huns game just passing on, I thought we'd play a fun little game that I have stolen from a popular 90s football podcast in the okay. last few weeks. Now, I tried to look into it, as I said earlier, to find out the last time Celtic beat Rangers 4-0. Couldn't find anything post-1969, so I decided to just look at a game that was won by four clear goals. Okay, last season. It's the same game, is it? It's the 5-1 game oh, from right. 1998. Right? Oh, right, I thought you were going to say that Rangers beat us 4-0. No, no, oh. no, that was 2000. Of course, yeah. oh, God, no. No, we'll just ignore that one. What I want to do, what I want from you is, you two are going to take turns okay. naming players who started that game. <laughs> now, I will accept... Subs, as long as they came on. Huns as well? Yep. Well, oh. that, that may be the trick. You might be able to pull, pull rabbits out of the, out the bag there. Sudden death. So, right. for example, if Melly goes first and gets one right, the pressure's on you to, okay. to get another one. So, let's toss a coin. Melly, heads or tails? Heads. It's heads. Do you want to kick first or pass? To, to yeah, you? I'll go first. Okay. Shoot. Tony Warner. Oh, that's oh, exactly how I was going to correct. say. <laughs> well done. Uh, pressure's on. Niemi. Well done. Yes. Well done. Uh, Henrik Larson. Correct. Tom Boyd. Yes. Lubo Manavchik. Yes. Vida Reset. Oh, that was good. It's correct. Uh, Matt Burchill. Scored, so he's there. Uh, he came on. Subs. Oh, he came on as a sub, yes. So he said subs, can you? Yeah, they do. Yeah. Right, he's just snuck in there. Snuck in there. Used one of your sub lines. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Colin Hendry. Yes. Uh, what year is this? 98. Alan Stubbs. Correct. Paul Lambert. Correct. E... Scott Wilson. Oh, wow. Yes. <laughs> well done. Phil O'Donnell. Yes. E... A few big names. Stefan Mahi. Correct. A few big name hands in there. Simon Donnelly. Yes. Big name hands. Doing up. well, by the way. Not, not a falter mm-hmm. yet. Big ammo. Is incorrect. Oh. Incorrect. So the pressure is on, Jamie. Get this one right and you have won the... 
the prize, which is an official 20 Minute Tim's mug. You ready? Barry Ferguson. Correct. Oh, oh, it takes it at the end. Well done. We Barry. So that was Warner. Van Bronckhorst Yeah, then. Van Bronckhorst. Warner, Warner Boyd, Mahe, Stubbs, Mialbe, O'Donnell, Lambert, Maravchik, Berto, Reseth, Donnelly, Hannah. <laughs> Larson and the Hunter Niemi Perini Newman Barry Ferguson Ian Ferguson Kentelskis Vidmar Van Bronckhorst Alberts Dury Givarsh Rod Givarsh. Wallace Scott Wilson and Henry Did he win the World Cup Givarsh? He sure did Wow Ben signed for Rangers and, then, and we didn't ask any questions Did they sign him for Newcastle? Or no they went the other way around I think what yeah. was it? So two podcasts this week uh, We released uh, another one For people who have joined us on Patreon um, We had a wee look back at the, the road To the 1995 Cup Final Which was, was actually a really good podcast yeah, God, I was, enjoyed that one That was very right good fun Aye, It was um, Celtic's first trophy in six years Tommy Burns the, the Pierre turning. Van Hoydonk the, the team Peter Grant It was a The turning point That's the turning point no, That was a good one uh, And we've mentioned this on the podcast before But if you want to check out Patreon Patreon.com slash 20 Minute Tims Where we are producing extra podcasts For those who want involved Thanks very much for listening Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.